we were talking about things um, existing by mere designation and that there has to be a suitable basis for the basis of designation that we can't call anything anything and that even if we label something something it doesn't mean that it's that thing okay <laughs> because we label lots of things lots of things that that they aren't okay so I was thinking about this in terms of um, uh, developing self-esteem and self-acceptance because we've been talking about that and that the way to develop um, self-acceptance isn't by saying that the actions whatever actions we do are okay um, because I don't know about you I've been telling myself that for a long time <laughs> that whatever I do is okay and what it's led to is actually a lot of stuffed emotions and a lot of denial of of really looking at what I've done because I just tell myself it's all okay mm-hmm. in an attempt to feel good about myself but that hasn't worked very well it hasn't gotten me where I want to go so the idea of uh, in self-acceptance is that when we look in the past at the actions that we've done we accept that we have done those in the sense that that is reality yeah we understand the person who did them we have compassion for the person who did them and yet realizing that some of those actions uh, are the basis of designation for the term destructive karma (laughs) we know and why are they the basis of that term of the term destructive karma because they bring about suffering therefore we know that we have to purify them and we go about doing that okay and so the way to I think really gain self-acceptance is to differentiate the person and the action okay so that we can say that an action is destructive or constructive or neutral or whatever it is okay but that doesn't mean the person is good or bad okay so to really separate those out um, so that we can accurately you know give an accurate label to the different actions we do and then know which ones to rejoice at and which ones to purify Okay, but in the process of doing that without judging ourselves. Okay, because as a person, you know, the person is ethically neutral. The person is just what's labeled independence on the aggregates. It's the actions that are constructive or destructive. Okay, so I think in that way of regarding ourselves you know we're just the agent so we don't judge ourselves and similarly we don't judge other people based on the actions that they did and that way we don't have to kind of try and make everything okay when it's not actually okay because that doesn't get us where we want to go in terms of the development of our mind but I think this, this self-acceptance really comes through having a sense of compassion for ourselves, which is built upon separating the action and the person. Yeah. Okay. 
just as when we do the when we uh, thought about the teachings on the disadvantages of the self-centered thought mm-hmm. you know you talk about we have to separate the self-centered thought as something different from the person yeah so in all these things we, ha- we have to get very clear otherwise we label pe- person on the wrong thing and then get rather confused Yeah. I wanted to comment on I think the verses in Shantideva are really helpful in that regard when he talks about the arrival of anger. Because mm-hmm. you can see it in your own experience. You aren't so much necessarily, it, it arises from the conditions. It doesn't feel exactly. completely uh, like there's a person there who's woken up and going to go get angry today. Yeah. And so I think it's really helpful experientially to help to. Make the separation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That we say, I got angry. And sometimes we may even think, oh, I made the decision to get angry. But if we investigate it closer, that anger, or even the decision to get angry, all of those happen due to conditions. There's not some inherently existent agent that then says, I'm going to get angry, or I'm angry, or whatever. It's just due to previous conditions, due to previous training, Mm -hmm. you know, that then these thoughts or emotions arise. And when you see them like that, like you said, then you you realize, you know, they aren't me. It doesn't take you away from wanting to get rid of the causes. Yeah, yeah. And you can still know that you want to get rid of those things mm-hmm. yeah because they're harmful to you mm-hmm. yeah, even though they aren't you okay. maybe this might be a little talk but um, we said that we are not the action but actually the person is labeled upon many moments of mind and experience in the past so we don't necessarily I mean, some of that, if, if we go around harming a lot of people, in a sense, in a conventional sense, that is kind of who we are as a harmful person. Of course, ultimately we can't say that, but ultimately there's no person apart from that action either. The person isn't that action, but there's no person apart from it. Okay. But it just mm-hmm. seems like, well, my mind goes, is like, yeah, okay, inherently I'm not any of these things, but conventionally I, I am a bad person mm, okay. because I did do these things and they really, yeah, they really are um, part of who I am in the sense that they led up to where I am now. Okay, so there's a, you're saying there's a very much a sense that if I do a negative action, then I'm a bad person because those actions led up to who I am and also because society labels us that way and I think this is a fault in society's label it's a collective fault that we have you know and that's what leads to so much judgment of people and that's what leads just to putting people in categories and then judging them based on either their actions or even the color of their skin or their thoughts or whatever. And I think this is one of the reasons why in society 
we have so much bias and prejudice, you know, because we're not, we're giving incorrect labels to things that don't deserve those labels. In other words, a person who does a bad action is not a bad person because the next moment that person can do a good action, so then does that person become a good person? Then you get really confused about who you are because, you know, one moment I'm bad, one moment I'm good. And then also, in, a di- in looking at one action, one person will tell you that action is good and another person will tell you that action is bad. You know, the same action. And so, if, if we're always associating our self-image with those actions, we're going to get tremendously confused. Okay? And this is why I think it's so important to separate those things. Yeah? The action may be harmful. Why is it harmful? Not because it's inherently evil, but because it leads to suffering and nobody wants suffering. Why is an action constructive or positive? Not because it's inherently positive, but because it leads to happiness and well-being, which is what we all want. Okay? So the actions can be given those different labels in, in relationship to the results, the desirable or undesirable results that they give. But we can't label the person, you know, as either evil or... or you know, beautiful, you know, good or whatever. Okay, and I think that really this is part of the conditioning that we've received since we've been little because how do our parents discipline us? They say, you're a good boy, you're a good girl, you're a bad boy, you're a bad girl. And that is not a helpful way to give children feedback because lots of times when you say that to a kid, the kid has no idea why their parent is saying that. They don't, you know, the, to the parent, oh, Johnny did this, therefore I say they're bad. But Johnny doesn't realize that the parent is upset about this a- action. You know, when you're a little kid, you don't know why your parents are upset. And then they tell you you're bad, and you go, well, I don't know what I did, but I must be bad. Okay, or they tell us we're getting good, and again we have no clue why. <laughs> yeah, so I think in in giving kids feedback and in disciplining them, telling them bad or good is really detrimental to their own well-being, as well as being unrealistic and incorrect labeling. Okay, that it's much better to say, you know, when you leave your toys all over the place and I trip on them when I'm walking, you know, I don't like it. Please clean them up. Okay? And that's really what the point is. It has nothing to do with the child being bad or being good, does it? It just has to do with the toys are in the way of where people are walking. (laughs) That's all. Okay? So I think... You know, when we look at other people, we have to look at the actions they're doing and describe those and evaluate those without judging the person. And similarly, when we look at the actions we do to evaluate the actions 
and what the point is, but without giving those labels to ourselves. Because it's, it's really, you know, the conventional person is not an appropriate label for a good person and bad person. Okay? So because we receive so much conditioning like this growing up, and we've internalized a lot of that conditioning and tell ourselves, I'm good and I'm bad, there's a lot of work we have to do in our meditation. And this is part of the practice when we talk about introspective awareness, you know, that mental factor, that it notices when we are giving ourselves these incorrect labels or giving other people these incorrect labels. And then we have to refocus our mind on what is actually the point, which is the action, not the purpose. Okay? So this is, you know, a process of refining our introspective awareness so that we can detect this kind of stuff as soon as it arises. Yeah, and then correct it without letting our mind get into a session of, you know, I'm such an awful person, which is really unproductive and unrealistic. But we have to, this really has to be a main focus in our practice, is to catch these moments when we do this to ourselves or to others because we're so habituated with it that it just kind of comes naturally like water going downhill. Mm-hmm. So we have to catch it, you know, and really say, no, it's not the person. In fact, the person has Buddha nature. So if you're going to give any label to the person, you have to say good. <laughs> you can't say bad. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know? And imagine if society as, an, as a whole took this kind of view. We would live so much more harmoniously with each other, wouldn't we? Yeah? People would be given second chances when they messed up. People wouldn't get so boxed into identities and, you know, groups. We'd, we would be so much more tolerant of each other and of ourselves. So, our way to change society is we have to start with one person. Yeah. And we change the society here at the Abbey. And then slowly, we start influencing more people who we come in contact with. 